This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, we Thank you. started up on his six when he pulled through the clouds and then I moved in above him. Well, if you were directly above him, how could you see him? Because I was inverted. <laughs> no, he was, man. It was a really great move. <laughs> you were in a 4G inverted dive with a MiG-28? Yes, ma'am. At what range? No, about two meters. Well, it's actually about one and a half, I think. It was one and a half. I've got a great Polaroid of it. And he's, he's right there. Must be one and a half. Nice Welcome to the party, pal! Action Movie Reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother... You guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazowski? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice, man. I am dangerous. People say that about Judd all the time. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Judd. I'm as short as Tom Cruise, too. It's all good. <laughs> all right. guy. This week's Action Movie Rewind, and just for the for the record, if you're new to the segment, we have been reviewing action movies pretty much every week since the pandemic started. And we said, yeah, this is such a fun segment, and it is regularly one of our two most downloaded shows every single week. Thank you, guys. For uh, for helping us on the Mackie and Jeb podcast feed, that we're going to keep this around even during football season. And this week's action movie, I believe this is number twenty four for us, the nineteen eighty six legendary classic, Top Gun. You, you are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. You can be mine. And inexplicably, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. I've, I've seen parts of it, like on TV and Can stuff. We talk it's the first about time this? I've ever seen this movie. I, I've, I've heard too. the lineage, and I've heard the character names. Like I've heard of Goose and Iceman and Maverick, but I've never seen it either. All right, so on Declan, I'm not absolutely shocked. You're really young. There's a bunch wow. of films. There's a bunch of films that you have not seen. I'm a little bit surprised. With Mackie, I'm flat out. How on earth? And and this is this can't. Hold your Star Wars excuse because I get saying, well, that, does make that type sense. of film is not my type of film. I totally get that. Yeah, excited. Phil, I can, I Phil, get that. I this that. checks every Maconian box there is <laughs> on movies like this. But, but I mean, this, I would have thought that this was one of your first films that made you fall in love with the films that you like. Yeah. I How? honestly, like, I wish I could sit here and defend myself. Like, I don't have any defense. I'm not looking for a defense. I'm just, I'm. Floored. You're looking for reasons? Yeah, well, like how could you not have seen or been steered to? And, and it's know, not dude. like it's super violent or or 
language would have caused a problem. Oh, but I love those things too. Yeah, he likes right? Those no, things. no. But I'm saying, like, let's say when you were eight or nine, you could have seen this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, I don't really know what to say because I to, <laughs> to make to make it worse, I love '80s culture. So I was born in 1985, so I didn't really like grow up like. I guess I grew up in the 80s a little bit, but I'm, an, I'm, right. a, I'm more of a 90s and an early 2000s kid. Right. And so you would think when you when you ask me, like, so what's, like, your favorite movies and your favorite music and stuff? And like, soundtracks? Soundtracks. Like, ordinarily, it would be, for someone born in 1985, it would be a lot of mid to late 90s stuff and early 2000s stuff, which I love that culture, too. But 80s culture, I just always had a thing for 80s culture. I've always had a thing for... Rocky movies, and yeah. I've always had a thing for '80s wrestling, and like all these things that we've talked about for years on our show, right? Yes. And these late '80s, early '90s sitcoms were all my favorites, like Full House and Family Matters, like all that stuff. It's my wheelhouse, man. I know. And I somehow have never seen Top Gun. I would have thought that that, you, that the '90s you would have worn out the soundtrack CD to Top Gun. The first CDs I ever had were like Monsters of Rock, like 80s hairband, Bon Jovi. Like yeah. those are the that's the music I listen to. And so actually, like we'll get into all of this, but let's actually just tip our caps to the soundtrack of this movie, which I officially downloaded on Spotify last night. <laughs> Take my breath Dude, away. This is a okay. We don't need to sing it. Uh, this is a ridiculous oh, soundtrack. It's one of the like most revered and amazing soundtracks. Don had movie it. history. Bought it at the time. You had Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. You had you had a couple Kenny Loggins songs on here. You had so just the, even like the bands. Take my breath away. One, I believe, I believe it might have won an Oscar for best song. It won a ton of awards. Playing with the boys. You also had yeah Otis Redding making a comeback here, sitting on the dock of the bay. Oh, yeah. You had all this like Otis. Righteous Brothers. Yep. You've lost that love and feeling. Like all this old music that made a comeback. Mm-hmm. Lover Boy, Tina Marie, Cheap Trick. So the end credit song, yeah. Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick. Great song. Love Cheap Trick. And you also had uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine in here too. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's in. Carly Lewis, Great Balls of Fire when yep. Goose plays that. Yeah. In the bar. So, all right, here's the summary. We'll set this up, and then we'll do our usual deep dive into this movie. Yep. So uh, the summary is the Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where the best of the best train to refine their elite flying skills. When hotshot fighter pilot Maverick, Tom Cruise, is sent to the school, his reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with the other pilots, especially the cool and collected Iceman, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. But Maverick isn't only competing to be the top fighter pilot, he's also fighting for the attention of his beautiful flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood. That's uh, Kelly McGillis. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, Kelly McGillis, Meg Ryan making an appearance. Oh, Meg Ryan. Love me some Meg Ryan. Yep. 54% 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, $15 million budget turned into $357 million at the box office. That's how directors and producers get rich. Movies like Top Gun. Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, IMDb added, so they take all the like the critical reviews. This, this, was not a, this is not like a Roger Ebert special here. Uh, this is more of just a blockbuster fan favorite. And so IMDb says the website's critical consensus Though it features some of the most memorable and electrifying aerial footage shot with an expert eye for action, Top Gun offers too little for non-adolescent viewers to chew on when its characters aren't in the air. Kind of craps on it, mm. which I say that's perfect for action movie rewind. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's perfect. It's fits, it fits the bill beyond belief. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's do our deep dive here, starting with Judd Zolgad. 
What is the thing that stood out most to you in Top Gun? Actually, it's going to be um, two things. Music one, because the soundtrack is, and I don't even like the entire soundtrack that much, but it's brilliant. Okay, like it's, it's just, just a, it's very it's a tip 80s. of the very hat. Oh, it's yeah. a tip of the hat. You, they knew when to drop it in perfectly. Uh, the other thing that stands out is this: the film actually is not that long. And the ability to have basically continuous action and movement to me um, was fantastic. Like, name me, name me in your guys' minds a big lull in this film, or like a lull where where you're like, oh, there are no. oh boy, it's getting boring now. Or no. why the why? Right. My big thing is the. Did you really need that scene? Like, just cut that scene out, right? I don't think Top Gun, and this is not saying it's brilliant. Uh, in how it was written, but it was brilliant in how it was executed, I think, because I don't think I can say there there were a few scenes that you probably could have tightened up a little bit, but there was never a time where I sat on my couch and thought, all right, just end this scene. Yeah. So what, one thing you'll notice, like, and this is going to be me going very uh, highbrow thespian expert on you here. So the so Jer- <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer is the producer here, and Jerry Bruckheimer is probably the most accomplished and prominent action movie blockbuster producer of our lives. Like he's, he's literally worth like a billion dollars based off of all, all these movies. And TV like, shows too. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I think he was behind CSI and Olivia, all this yes. stuff, right? Yes. And Tony Scott was sort of his right hand man. Tony Scott was the director of this movie. And he also directed movies like Beverly Hills cop Two, days of thunder Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State, Spy Game, like all these huge movies. Um, he hasn't really done anything. I don't think is he still alive? I don't know. He hasn't done anything in like the last ten years. He is. Uh, he, he did die in 2012, which is why he hasn't done anything. Okay, that's tough, tough when you're dead, right? That's gonna make it tough. And one thing you'll notice with these guys is, and like, go back and watch some of their movies. I just watched Enemy of the State last week, just on a Friday night. It was on. They rarely go more than like three to five seconds without a camera cut. And so, yep. like, like when you think back to Top Gun, especially like the action scenes, the camera is cutting and jumping every one or two seconds. And so it just like it's an edge of your seat movie in the plot, but it's also an edge of your seat movie in that like they're literally just like cut, 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 like it's frantic. And it, it that's part of the reason why it doesn't feel like there's a lull because yep. they, they don't sit there in a room like like when you watch a Quentin Tarantino movie and those are great too. love Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino movies are like there's like five scenes. And they just, it's like these long, drawn-out scenes and dialogue. These are the opposite. Like, this is boom, 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 right. boom. And Top, it makes you feel like your adrenaline Top pumping. Gun knew its very purpose. Like, there was no confusion about, what are we doing here? Like, oh, yeah, what are we doing here? What's the, uh, that, yeah, that line, let's change that line, right? <laughs> like, this film, they, they went into production, and they knew exactly, like, by the book, yeah. how it was going to go, which I applaud completely because that's how you get a great action film. So here, just here's Bruckheimer's, here's Bruckheimer's resume. All right. This is like, just when you think about the style and the edge of your seat and the upbeat nature and how there's just no lulls, right? So uh, there's a bunch of, in the 70s and 80s, he had a bunch that you probably never heard of, but then he starts to pick up into the mainstream and uh, movies like Flashdance come along in 1983. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop is a Bruckheimer movie. Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder. I'm skipping some here, but Bad Boys, Crimson Tide, The Rock, Con Air, Armageddon, <laughs> Enemy of the State, okay. Gone in 60 Seconds, wow. Remember the Titans, God, Pearl Harbor, like boom, 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 just high speed action. 
So I guess my main takeaway is that it, I just literally felt like I was in the plane for two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's amazing when a movie can sort of make you feel that way. And uh, I'm glad that I watched it for the first time in 35 years. Dex, what was your main takeaway? I loved Goose. Goose was great. I'm a big Anthony Edwards guy, so I, I you're kind of you're kind of a goose. Yeah, I am totally the co-pilot. I am totally your wingman. That is that is my role. <laughs> if I would ever be allowed in the military, uh, I I am not flying that plane necessarily. I will guide you. I will help you. Uh, I love the relationship between Maverick and Goose. They were it was my favorite part. Yeah, like it uh it's sad when it's, when it Goose dies, my heartstrings, man. man. It was it was tough. Really, got a little yes. misty in the Mackey living room. Yeah. Oh wow, I did too. Didn't yeah, make man. me sad. Well, that's because you're a didn't bother you're a it didn't, bo- it didn't yeah. bother me one bit. Yeah, didn't bother me one bit. Class clown dies. Okay, I loved him. Which which character is Judd? Ooh, which one is Judd? Are you uh? Who's the other? No, he wouldn't be him. I was going to say was he the other Wolf guy? Man? Was, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I don't know when if I'd be Wolf a fighter Man? pilot guy. I think I'd be an old guy. No, he's be he'd be the old command. Remember the clip at the beginning we played? Ed Harris? Was like who? Yeah, you're Ed Harris. Ed Harris, who's is up great. there? Great. He's barely Mackie in the and film. Declan. He's barely in the film, and he's fantastic. Yeah, he is good. Tom Skerritt. Wait, Tom Skerritt is fan. Also, I love that guy. That was Ed Harris. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's in the start and the end, and that's it. Really? Yeah. And they're all and everyone's sweating profusely sure. in that I submarine. <laughs> I was going to ask, <laughs> but 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 here's the weird sense, thing: they only put sweat on some people. It's like they. It's like if they're all going to sweat, have them sweat. But it's like character two oh, and three sweating profusely. Interesting. Character yeah. four and five not sweating. <laughs> it's very odd. Okay. What? Well, let me ask it this way. What would your fighter pilot name be? I have a couple for you guys. Okay. Go. Go ahead. Yeah, I've never thought about him. this. I never. I think Dex. So we. So we have Iceman. We've got Maverick. We've got Wolf or Wolfman or whatever. We've got Jester. We've got yep. all these names, right? Viper. I think there was. That's Tom Scarrett. Yep. Cougar. Cougar. Yeah, which is funny. I think Dex, I think you're Seltzer. Seltzer? <laughs> okay. Corona hard seltzer. Yeah, I get it. Don't drink while you're flying the plane. No, right? Well, yeah, no. You get the endorsement while yeah, you're maybe. on the plane. That's good. Maybe. Yeah, there's Dex right there. Love that. I think Judd, it's not, I think Judd's panic. Oh, God. Oh, God, the plane. <laughs> Something's wrong with the plane. Yeah. We can't get in the plane. Oh, no. Boy, it's going to hurt something. Eject. Just oh, eject. No. Trade these planes. <laughs> Just eject. Tank for new planes. When in doubt, hit the eject button. <laughs> no. Um, all right. What else? Let's let's go into the let's let's start with the Maverick and Charlotte dynamic. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh this is Maverick when he in her uh, Charlie is short. Her name yeah. is Charlotte, and they call her Charlie in this movie. Yep. All right. I'm Charlotte Blackwood. I'm Maverick. Maverick? Does your mother not like you or something? <laughs> no, it's my call sign. <gasps> That's right, a naval aviator. No, actually, we've only done this uh, twice. Oh, how'd you do? Crashed and burned on the first one. It wasn't pretty. The second? I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow, but it's looking good so far. (laughs) I love when they bring that back at the end of the movie and they just play the same same deal. So uh, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel like... Maybe Declan can Declan can tell us because Declan's more immersed in dating culture than Judd and I are right now. But like, is that the way to get your gal? Just be super cocky and insufferably arrogant, and then she'll just fall for you. And I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. That's not how I go about it. Might it might have been at the time. Um, yeah, seriously. I, I I thought it was just fighter a pilot? weird, weird relationship. I like at the beginning how she's like, "Oh, you're a fighter pilot." Tell me, even though she knows all about it, so she's like letting him 
tease her up about, even though she knows as much about fighter pilots than he does. But the way he pursues her, this dude barely knows her and follows her into the bathroom. Did you guys notice that at the bar? Like yeah, five minutes cocky. in. But he's, pretty, su- pretty. but he's super cocky. Like, like that's a little shtick. All right. He's if, like super, super cocky. Obviously, things have changed as time progresses. But if, if someone who I just met, I would never, I don't care how bad I want her, I am not following her into the bathroom. But yeah. you're not that cocky. Also, the, the thing that he doesn't realize is, so she's in there doing her makeup. Sure. I mean, what if she had some spicy food before going to the bar? Yikes. What if well, she goes to the bathroom and she's in the stall? Then it's just trumpets. And and uh, oh. <laughs> then he just walks in and walks out. That's it. And and the fact that she just like falls in love with him two days later. I mean, I guess the charm works. Yeah. But it was just kind of weird. And also, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick this just like I did with Roadhouse. The like when they you know when they get down and dirty. Their kissing scene is like the most uncomfortable thing. I think I'm just uncomfortable by kissing. It's scenes. like neither one of them has ever made out no. before. Did you guys? That's yeah, weird. It's like a lizard. Did just you, like, just like, just like, uh, like he's just like well, sticking they, out his uh, tongue. Uh, they were trying to shoot it in a different way too, which uh. which I didn't care about. Did you guys? Um, I didn't sense, and this would translate from McGillis and Cruz. I didn't really get the impression there was much chemistry there. Okay. Like, I didn't feel a lot of chemistry. Like, I got the storyline, and I just didn't care. But you know how on some films, the actors, there's a dynamic of, oh, there's chemistry here? I never really felt that there was a ton of chemistry between those two, and I, I just didn't care that much. I think part of it might be that Tom Cruise is an alien. Mm. No, I like, think you're right like, now in retrospect. Like, like, weirdo. Tom Cruise, he's... You can, and now that we know he's, like, he's almost 60 years old, and we've seen him you know, 35 years since this movie came out, and we know that he's Scientology guy, and he's he's jump on the couch guy, and you watch him in some of these movies, and he's just like he's so wired. It looks like he snorted the fifty yard line of cocaine before he gets into any scene. His in eyes any are bucking out. You're right. He's just like he brings this over the top crazy energy. Jerry Maguire, right? Like everything he does is just super high strung. And I don't know if you can like build chemistry with people that way. He, he just kind of he just kind of goes into the movie, and he's going to be Tom Cruise, the Force. And just like either hop on or get out of the way is sort of the vibe. So I don't know. I don't know that you're going to have like that's probably true. The, the chemistry that I you just didn't have, sense you know? it. I didn't. You weren't feeling. I, it? I didn't really buy it. Are you blaming him or her? Or it just wasn't a match. I think it wasn't a match. Yeah, it just didn't seem natural, man. In retrospect, though, it probably was largely Cruz because I think your synopsis of Tom Cruise as a person is exactly right. Which is which. It's good because the Maverick character actually fit his personality probably perfectly. It's just that when they tried to have the love scene or when those two were talking, I never thought to myself, I sure hope they kiss here because they seem like they should. I thought to myself, <laughs> you know what, just he should just get get on his uh, his um, cycle and go home. I also kind of wondered, like, I'm OK with that. OK, she is she's very attractive. She is a woman with a powerful job. She meets a lot of men in the work that she does. And like so of all the men that she could meet, either through the Naval Academy or of all the men that she could meet just in life. Why is she choosing like this total arrogant? And I think most guys wonder that, right? Like I used to wonder that, like, am I just like too nice of a guy? Uh, Yes. And like the answer was yes, you were. I wonder how many guys watched this movie and a tried to like use some of the lines in the late eighties. Like how many guys 
did the uh, like crash and burn line at a bar. Or tried to sing. And then how many guys were just like super cocky, like I'm going to be Tom Cruise when I go to the bar and just like follow women into the bathroom. <laughs> or tried to sing. I bet you a lot of guys tried to you sing after that at bars. Eyes. Yes. I bet you that became a thing. Uh, well, you were, I mean, Dex, Dex wasn't born, and I was like, I was 16 when, when the film came out. came out, so I was I was pre bars. I was pre bars at that point in time, okay. which is absolutely just fine. Has anyone? Can you remember in all the movies you guys have ever watched? Has anyone ever been cockier in a movie than Tom Cruise was in this movie? Is this Ooh. the cockiest anyone has ever been in a movie? Mm. I'm sure it's not, but I can't off the top of my head think of one. I think he takes the belt. I think he takes the because even like. Like Daniel Craig and, and James Bond, it's not it's not really a cockiness because like he just like he has so much confidence, it's like uber confidence. Like he doesn't yeah. come off as cocky necessarily. Yeah, he comes off as just like supremely sure of himself. Yeah, and Tom cool. Cruise comes off as like overcompensating for some childhood issues <laughs> in this movie, or his character does, or maybe both. Yeah, I don't sure. know. Uh, what about the Maverick Iceman dynamic? What did you guys? If you guys had to side with one of them or 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 pick one of them, I didn't to- recall the the. Val Kilmer Iceman role was actually much smaller than I recalled it being. Like, he's in it, but he has minimal lines. He's yeah. basically in it three times to call Tom Cruise dangerous. Yes, and, right? and and I had recalled him as being more cocky himself, and he is cocky, but he's not, like, over-the-top arrogant cocky. Um, I'm honestly surprised that there wasn't more to it. In fact, I think, small knit here. I think in retrospect, it would have been more fun to have more byplay between Iceman and Maverick than Maverick and his girlfriend. Because Val Kilmer, man, is a super weird guy, too, but he's good. It would have been fun. And he's in it sort of just to sort of like straighten Maverick out or attempt to. But it's not like an in-depth role. Yeah, Um Val, and by the way, I remember the first time I ever like saw Val Kilmer in a movie when I was a kid was the, was when he was Batman, and he's mostly crapped oh. on for being the worst Batman. Yeah, it's not a good. I don't think he was as bad as people. Clooney was, was bad, right? Clooney was worse, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. he's gotten ripped think, for that. I role. think it was worse. Yeah, okay. they kind of they kind of did those one off Batmans, yeah. and then they landed on Christian Bale. Um, a lot of people just sort of reading some different just things on Rotten Tomatoes and whatnot about this movie. A lot of people point out just how often, whether it's the Maverick and Iceman scenes or just in general, how many scenes involve half-naked men embracing each other and, like, having deep conversations wearing towels. And, like, tidy whities <laughs> And tidy whities extreme tidy <laughs> Cruise, man. Tidy. Cruise was in those. In, yes. Cruise was a constant, like, it's like, okay, put some shorts on, dude. Well, this is like, Tom Cruise is like, you know, pun intended, he's taking, like, his career Risky business in the early '80s, like 1982, which also or involved Tidy Whitey's and Tidy Whitey's, him yep. dancing. And this is him just taking off as one of the biggest movie stars, if not the biggest movie Absolutely. star in the world. Absolutely. Was was he like at this time? And you like again, you were alive, and you like Tom Cruise was after this movie came out. Tom Cruise was the biggest movie star in, in the world, right? Is there anybody else? I mean, there were guys like older, was, older guys that were right. kind of coming down. No, from he was there. huge by then. Yes. Okay. And, and he was what? I think he was about 24, 25. Yeah. So at, at that point in time, he's still basically a kid. But yeah, this probably, that film, Top Gun probably put him over the top as far as establishing him as a hugely marketable action movie star. Yeah. That's probably fair to say. Uh, least favorite parts of this movie. Is there anything that you guys are like, ah, I don't know. A couple things. Okay. 
the volleyball scene. <laughs> we could have oh, yeah. omitted the volleyball scene. I was thinking the same thing. Because felt unnecessary. I've never so ladies, you guys. I, I, and I'm not trying to get like masculinity here, but I've never been like all my dudes. Let's go play some volleyball together and like also cheer on each other while we play volleyball in our jeans. By in the our way. jeans, well, wait, by the way. How about the last scene where where they come back and they're all jumping around the plane though, and it's just so like hokey. Yay, we won, we won. What do you mean? Like they're the, celebrating, but they, the whole they, film they took out enemy. Migs. I know, but it's just but but it's like it, those scenes were hokey, but they were actually funny too. But how would you go so about? Hokey. So you just took out some some enemy Migs. You just went through combat for the first time. Yeah, and by and You're by and by the way, and by the way, your graduation party is interrupted to say you guys got to get to work, and the first thing you got to do is go. Aren't there available veteran pilots at that point? Yeah. <laughs> like, congratulations, enjoy that tenth glass of champagne, and now go get some mix. Also, it's it is great. The other gripe I, I loved have it. is who are the bogeys? Who are the okay. bad guys? Yeah, who are they? That's in my notes. The best part about that whole thing is. At that point in time, one statement to make. God, did we miss the Russians? Because that's so that's at the point in time where I think the Ruskies weren't as bad of guys. And that might be the first film where they just bailed and they're like, there are no bad guys right now. Okay. Like there's no real terrorists at that point in time, right? I was going to save this till till toward the end here, but since you guys are bringing it up, <laughs> have you guys read about Declan's all right? Like the origins of this movie and why it came about? No. So this movie was propaganda. This this movie was U, was U.S. government and military propaganda. Okay. It was a joint project with the U.S. Naval Academy to improve the perception of the Navy post Vietnam. And I, I'm going to read you this right up from. Okay. I, I wish I could cite the website, but there's a million websites if you just Google this. So the late Cold War classic Top Gun is one of the most well liked military movies of all time. Its combination of romance, comedy, and never seen before aerial action was made possible by extensive support from the Department of Defense, particularly the U.S. Navy. It's credited with significantly boosting military recruitment, but it also had another mission. The Department of Defense's database on its collaborations with Hollywood says the film clearly portrayed the Navy in a very positive light, but it's the next comment that bothers this writer. The entry goes on. Film completed rehabilitation of the military's image, which had been savaged by the Vietnam War two decades, uh, a decade and a half prior. Interesting. Okay. Because Vietnam uh, yeah, it was, a disaster. Was, was like less than 15 years before it had ended. Yep. Ended 74-ish, right? And so how, does it, wow. how do you guys feel like th- this type of oh. thing probably happens more often than we think where, and if you, if you go down the YouTube rabbit hole, by the way, if you want to go down like the QAnon rabbit hole, like there's way more where this came from, but- um, but this actually didn't come from QAnon. Just to clarify, this is like this is like a well-known thing that that the United States military wanted to get. So the scenes Academy. were so good because they actually helped out. In fact, okay. A note on that: so the Navy made several aircraft from F-14 Fighter Squadron VF-55, uh, 51 Screaming Eagles available for the film. So the Naval said, the Naval Academy said, "Hey, you guys want to borrow some of our planes to film in the air and do this?" So Paramount Pictures paid as much as $7,800 per hour for fuel and other operating costs whenever aircraft were flown outside their normal duties. Shots of the aircraft carrier sequences were filmed aboard the USS Enterprise, showing aircraft from F-14 squadrons, aardvarks, black lions, and uh, others. The majority of the carrier flight deck shots were of normal aircraft operations, 
and the film crew had to take what they could get, save for the occasional flyby, which the film crew would request. Um, so they wound up paying just tens of thousands of dollars in just essentially like renting out these planes and pilots to film these scenes. Okay. So how does it make you guys feel that this is one of the greatest action movies of all time? It's also one of the greatest United States propaganda attempts and, and successful attempts of all time, too, to change the perception of the military. You feel duped. I had no, no it, that's awesome. Mm. No, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I Are like you kidding? That. That's great. I, no, I had no clue. That's really, really cool. Also, so, bomber jacket sales increased and Ray-Ban uh, aviator sunglasses jumped 40% due to their use of uh, wow. by characters Aviators in the film here. Not shock me. Yeah. The, so th- there had to be a ton of kids at that time who signed up to become pilots, right? Yeah, well, I Just mean, think about that. So Desert Storm, when, when did Desert Storm start? 91-ish. That was a 90s. So, so Desert Storm started like five, five years, years after, after this. You yeah. probably had a bunch of like 17, 16, 17, 15-year-old dudes that watched this movie in 1986. We had guys like, at Benel go. that, that were like, this is the greatest thing. Yeah. And... Wow, I had I didn't know that though. That's a great deep dive. I love that fact. It's crazy. Um, so it, so why didn't we? But to Dex's point, is there an explanation about why we didn't pick a bad guy? I I don't know. It's Do we just question. not care? I, I, I haven't just somebody. There might be an answer if somebody knows. You know, send us a tweet at Phil Mackey at Jay Zolgat at Dex's tweets. But my gut, just after reading all of the details about how the first mission was. Well, it's two missions. One, let's make a kick-ass movie that makes $350 million at the box office and make people rich. And then the second mission is let's, let's put the U.S. military and Naval Academy in a positive light. It's, is it possible that they didn't want the movie to center around, like, taking out an opponent? Like, there is no bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right, which we're going to get For the first time in, right. in this exercise, there is no bad guy. Right, we will get to the bad guy rankings and figure out what to do, but... I think they just wanted it to be about putting yeah, that makes sense. Putting the military in a positive light. And when the movie ends, you know, you're you're kind of like, yeah, like, let's, let's go well, pick some all, ass. They're all let's jumping around the plane. They're all like, yeah, Hell yeah. Hey, where's the cake and cookies? America. We won. I don't know what we won, but we won. <laughs> My best friend is dead, but I, I'm back now. We're so, <laughs> so, okay. So here's my, here's my, I don't know if this is is a gripe because I truly don't care because this was candy basically. So like, this is not a breakdown film of where, Oh man, I can't believe this. Um, but I got a question for you guys. So Maverick, Tom Cruise is this unbelievably cocky guy, right? Like beyond cocky. And in fact, perhaps the most cocky person individually that we will cover in this entire, um, review of action films. All right. Unless we do Rocky three. Okay. Mr. T's up there too. I do love it. Yes. Yeah. But he's sort of a bad guy. He's very much a bad guy. This is the good guy. Um, And so it's like to be with a real man. And so like he's making all of these moves that are as, as Iceman says, reckless and dangerous and blah, blah, blah. All right. So to summarize here quickly, he has to eject with his best pal from a plane that crashes through no fault of Mavericks, like the plane malfunctions. It's yeah. unfortunate. Yep. In ejecting and w- what transpires, Goose dies. All right. So let me get this straight. This unbelievably cocky pilot who does things that could kill people at any time does something that is totally not his fault and saves himself and his friend dies. And yet he is so upset about this, he almost quits flying. I 
don't get that okay, one. I'll, and here's I, I already, why quickly. I, I, okay, I already explained this, but continue. So, so here's why I don't get that one. If he had killed him, I could see him changing his ways. But he didn't kill him. No, you're all right. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't be upset about it. I am saying I don't think that would cause him to quit. Okay, so I explained earlier the difference between having true self-belief versus being over-the-top cocky and arrogant and covering up for deficiencies or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise, nobody is that cocky without it being rooted in insecurity or some other issue. And so when when you're overcompensating for insecurity, which is what he's doing in this movie, you're you're ripe for something to throw you off your game. And that's how I interpreted it. That like he's putting on this front, but like deep down he's kind of lonely. He's wondering what happened to his dad. Like Which Tom Scared tells him in like two seconds. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, he died, but he was good. Okay, thanks. He's great. And if you ever need a, if you need a wingman up there, I'll I'll come fly with <laughs> you. Right? I love that scene because yeah. because that scene itself was so ultimately not satisfying yeah but i loved it because it just is like okay he he died uh, he was really good though i think what you're seeing here all right this is the okay. de- this is the deepest we've ever gone into human psychology in action movie <laughs> one okay let's go i think what you're seeing throughout the movie is you're seeing a transition from false bravado and hollow confidence mm-hmm. to a man who kind of hits rock bottom because he was he didn't have a solid core of like support and self-belief he, it was all a front and through his friend dying and through his relationship with Charlie, he starts to develop actual self-belief and and starts to feel more whole. And then he operates from a place of actual self-belief by the end of the movie. Wow, that's really deep for something that I thought this guy was, huh? was just a complete Pretty good. A- a-hole. But yeah, Pretty good. I this like is, it. This is Goose dying, by the way. Mayday, mayday. Mav's in trouble. He's in a flat spin. He's heading out to sea. It's hard. Hugs at the heartstrings. Well, it didn't bother me one bit at all. It's so funny. It's so funny. Bastard. It's so funny that I was like, okay, get, get him out. That's good. Judd's a sociopath. Yeah. Get him out. That's why we love him. Yes. Get him out. Um, okay. The the end scene when we go when we finally get to the end scene and you've got the two en- the two enemy planes that turns into five enemy planes. Which I'm wondering, all right, who's like who's in charge of like trying to spot like where the enemy is and how do you underestimate by that much? God. So they they send they send Iceman up. They send uh, I think they sent two planes up, including Iceman. And then Maverick was on standby. Yes. It was Wolfman and Iceman that got sent up, or Wolf or whatever. And then Maverick was on standby, and Iceman was a little bit, he pulled the uh, instructor aside and was like, I don't know, Maverick seems like he's kind of psyched out. It's nothing personal, sir. Yep. It's not personal. Is Maverick the sure. right guy? And so Maverick Maverick gets called on to, to go up and help, and he disengages at first out of sort of fear, and then he, and then he, then he looks at the dog tags of Goose, and he says, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. Yep. Talk to me, Goose. Which, I mean, we all have time. It, you know, your guys are trying to shoot you down. You're going warp speed. We all have time to take a little bit of a look at our friends' dog tags, don't we? For sure, absolutely. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah. 
And then he goes into his Hulk Hogan comeback mode or his Rocky Balboa comeback mode. Yes. Including slamming on his patented move, slamming on the brakes to let the enemy plane fly by. And then, boom, he gets a target. (laughs) What a genius move. You guys ever do that in the freeway when someone's riding your ass? Just move over, slam on the brakes, and then... And is that sh- just me? Then, and then shoot them down? <laughs> and then blow their car and then up? Pull out a missile? And then yeah. Blow them up? Yeah, of course yep. I do. Why not? Um, and then by the end, he gains he gains Iceman's respect, and uh, then we go into the love story and whatnot. Uh, so wh- what did you think about the way this movie ended? Would you have changed anything about the way this movie ended? No, because it was glorious that it was just done. Like, it was all done so quickly. I, I just, I, I guess this is one film, much like the Seagal films where you know what you're getting into and so you don't really have this well they should have done this or you know I like why didn't we see that no i thought it was absolutely fine and and i also think that they just had uh it has to be done by then we don't care how we're we're going to win a fictional battle against bad guys who we're not even going to tell you who the bad guy is i thought it was absolutely fine i don't think yeah i don't think i can change it i think it works out really really well i like I kind of think what would happen if Goose didn't die. Then hmm. how does the movie play out? Like the, the is... But it's no good then. Right. I think Goose has to die for Maverick to take steps forward. Mm-hmm. If Goose doesn't die, Maverick's just like still this cocky yep. a-hole, right? Yeah, uh, the, the, it doesn't the, change. The sequel is coming out finally after 35 years in early 2021. Uh, July of next year, according to what I read. Okay. Uh, Val Kilmer back. Tom Cruise back, I believe, as an instructor. Did Val Kilmer get in shape for this? Kelly McGillis not back. Okay, she's not mm. coming back for it. That's too bad. I'm. My guess is no. My guess is he did not. I don't think he cares anymore. And you know what? God bless him for oh, that. Miles Teller is supposed to be in it. Jennifer Connelly. Wow, there's this. John Hamm. It's gonna be a great cast. John Hamm is I'm going to John be. Hamm? Yes. Oh, it's gonna be must see. Wow. I'll be there for it. I'm there I'm for it too, man. I'm, ready, I'm there man. for it too. Um, some amazing quotes in this movie. Oh, fun. Your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. <laughs> this is what I call a target-rich environment, walking into a bar with several women. Yes. It's a great one. Yes. You live your life between your legs, Mav. It's another one. That's a good one. Yep. On the first date, I crashed and burned. We heard that one. Uh, I, I did like when Iceman finally says, you can be my wingman anytime. BS, we already played that clip. Um, and then I got a little bit, I got a little bit uh, of the feels when Viper told Maverick, if you don't have a partner... I'll fly with you. He wound up not flying with him, I don't think. But no, he did. It's a good gesture. What else? What else from this movie before we get to the? the I would like to see. So, I would like to see because I think it would be perfect. Dex grow the goose uh, mustache. I mean, if I if you I could work grow it, that mustache, I, can, I I shave like every third day because I can only just grow let it whiskers, grow, though, dude. It, it it looks horrible. No, it, but that's the point. Is my goose look terrible too? That's a, that's the point. Brutal mustache. Yeah, that, but that's what I want. Yeah. I, I I have to shave. I no, have but to I, shave. come on, man! You love Goose. Do it for Goose. I love Goose. I love Anthony Edwards, but I, I Anthony can't do Edwards, Doctor Green on ER. That that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. With my mom, man, I used to watch it all the Bald time. by then, though, at least. Is, yes. is is Anthony Edwards more famous for ER or for Top Gun? I think for, for ER. Probably ER. I think for ER. To be completely honest, and they killed him on that too. Yep. Br- brain tumor on that one. Yeah, that's spoiler a, alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. In case after you haven't 20, seen that show from twenty years. Twenty years ago. I'm sorry. I'd like to <laughs> oh, apologize. Hits me in the feels. All right, uh, the definitive. Well, actually, just real quick, who is your favorite character in this movie? Dex said Goose. You know what? I'm going to go with Tom Skerritt, Viper. Okay, I love because he he had a very small role, 
But he is a he's great. He is a no BS actor. And like his role was small, but the importance of the character was actually large. Sure. I thought he was incredibly effective in in what was probably a day of shooting, you think? A couple days of shooting? Like there could have been that that much that he actually had to do. Yeah. I'm gonna say Iceman. Mostly because of that thing he did with his teeth halfway through the movie. You guys remember that where he gets in yeah, he I gets can't. in Maverick's face and he goes, "I have new teeth." He goes, no, "I can't do it." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." Freaks me out. Yeah. So you bring up a point, and I don't know if I'm the only one that noticed this or not. Did we get more teeth shots than we ordinarily do? <laughs> like Tom Cruise had beautiful teeth. He does. Kilmer had great teeth. It felt so did it, Charlie great teeth. Yeah, but it, teeth. but it but it felt like there were actually camera shots where they said open your mouth as wide as possible because oh. we want to focus on your teeth. Like yeah. I just felt like there were teeth shots. Uh, I mean, it might be. I guess me. I'd have to go back and and see. I felt like we got Cruise's teeth a lot, and they're good teeth. I'm going through Val Kilmer's IMDb page here just to Oof. see, like, what has he done? He's great. He's actually done a lot he's, more recently than I would have thought. He's crazy, but he's really, really good. So so his run there for a while, this was only the third movie he was ever in. His first movie was Top Secret in 1984, Real Genius. I remember Real Genius, yeah. <laughs> he was in Willow, that sort of fantasy land movie from 1988. That, that one I don't remember. He played Jim Morrison in The Doors yeah. in 1991. That was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tombstone, he was Doc Holliday, that's right. He also played Elvis in True Romance in 1993, Batman Forever then 1995. He was in Heat. He had, man, he had a run. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was huge. Him, huge box office star. And then uh, then he got fat. He did much, put right? on some pounds. Can we yeah. back off of him for that? He gained some weight. I mean, okay, that happens. Perhaps there was a pandemic that we forgot about. Maybe. In 1999. Um, all right. It was the late 90s. There could have been a lot of things. Dude. The definitive bad guy rankings. All right. So before we dive into this, because this is complicated, um, Hans Gruber <laughs> from Die Hard, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse, Cobra Kai from Karate Kid, Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon are the top five. The bottom five are the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, the muggers from Death Wish, the French drug lord from Bad Boys, Gans and Billy Bear from 48 Hours, and Sloan from Wanted. There really is no bad guy in this movie. So do we come up with some other bad guy? Like, is there... No. Like, who? who is the antagonist, or what is the antagonist in this movie? Is it... It's not Iceman. I almost feel like it's Maverick. Well, it's him against it's like himself. Maverick's battle against oh. himself. But that's not a bad guy. I, I Maverick's think, dark side? I think it's side? a va- vacated title. I it, just don't think there is one. <laughs> So it's either not applicable or it's Maverick's, it's Maverick's dark like, side. Yeah, but I mean. The bogeys. We don't know who the bogeys are. No, no, that's the point. I would prefer that we vacate the title on this one because there's just no bad guy. Wow. Like Mav's dark side is, yeah, but I mean, that's all right. I guess, a bad guy. I guess, um, I guess for the first time. This is an unprecedented moment in Action Movie Rewind. There's just no But I mean, think about this, guys. This film, rightfully so, made millions upon millions of dollars with no bad guy. Think about that. Like, everything has a bad guy. No, that's not true. There's a lot of, like, self-struggle movies out there. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying every movie that is in the genre of what we're doing on this has a bad guy. We've tortured Russians after we liked them into being bad guys in different films. Yeah. 
But this movie's better because there wasn't a bad guy. I think it's better because Tom Cruise was just point. fighting Tom Cruise. Propaganda. Yeah. Yep. That propaganda so, thing to me, I had no clue. That is so intriguing. Yeah. It actually makes you wonder, like, what other movies are propaganda? <laughs> so how mm. how does that work then? Rocky so, Four was probably propaganda. So, so do you start to write that film and involve the military and they're like, hey, this could help us? Or do they get involved? I think I had read that the military approached, like, a movie studio or had approached Bruckheimer or something like wow that that, that it was initiated by that's the evil genius almost yeah. in some ways and I said, love that said, and uh, come up with a soundtrack and like just make people love us all right cool what's our budget uh 15 million and we'll give you some planes I guess um <laughs> the one through ten Seagal rating system so the best movies we have reviewed so far Die Hard John Wick Die Hard is the only 10 John Wick, 9.3. Commando, 9.2. The Fast and the Furious, 8.8. The Expendables, 8.8. Roadhouse, Hard to Kill, Rocky Four, Bad Boys, Independence Day, and Point Break also at an 8 or above. At the bottom, Bloodsport, Wanted, Rambo 3, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Air Force 1, and 48 Hours. And there's a bunch in the middle, too. Air Force 1, just, I still don't have, how do we do that? And our criteria here is... I feel like we botched that one. Our criteria is sort of like how iconic is the movie, um, how there's got to be a combination of it has to be a little bit campy and corny. It can't just be like an amazing movie. There's got to be enough of a corny factor. So uh, what would you guys say? Top Gun, 1 through 10, Seagal ranking system. I'll go 7. I think it's a solid 7. Whoa, dude. Yeah. That's slow. What? I think it's no, no, no. I think it's a seven. The lack of the bad guy, I oh, think, does hurt no. it. It's a good movie. What are you doing? It's a seven out of ten. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a seven. I love when Mackie gives you the what are you doing? Are you that means me? you really bleeped up. What? It's just a seven. It, it's it's a fine movie. It's well paced. Oh, it's a seven. Dex, you're not considering the time. You're not considering the time period. <laughs> we got tricked by the military. Give him credit for it's that. Seven. It's a seven. All right. Okay. You guys can go higher. I, I, it's a ten. It's okay. a ten. Okay. Me. Okay. I'm this, not. In fact, if I could, give I'm not it, going ten. If I could give it a rating above, I, I regret giving Die Hard a ten. I should have reserved a ten for this movie. <laughs> this is the best action oh, movie. No, we all. No, 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 you were no. right. You were no, right. It's a ten. Uh-uh, no. uh-uh. It is a nine for me. Okay. It's it, it's a nine. It's a very solid nine. And I do I do praise the, the fact that I'm giving a nine to a film that, as De- as Dex said, did not have a bad guy, which to me. I would have never thought that I would praise a film that had MIGs, and I don't know who was flying the MIGs, but I'm giving it an incredibly solid nine for the time period, the soundtrack, a lot to like. It's a seven. All right. All right. So, well, I mean, that's fine. That's so, how this works, okay? So, so with that, it is an 8.7 composite score, which leaves it outside the top five. So Die Hard, John Wick, Commando, Fast and the Furious, The Expendables, and then Top Gun rated sixth for us in Action Movie Rewind. So, all right. Little asterisks by the I maybe. thought Dex no, would have started at an eight. We have our own opinions. I thought Dex would have started at an eight. I'm actually more disappointed that Bloodsport is still last. Oh, than it I should. Am the it, top Phil, gun it was crap. Six. It was the fact. The fact that this feature survived. Well, it, it, it had a bad that guy. What do you mean? Being its first film is a miracle. Well, it had a bad guy. I don't know what you it, want. You guys oh. want bad guys? You can't. You guys yeah, can't. Guys. Watch, you guys can't watch a movie unless there's a bad guy. Why well, well, need a bad guy? No. Who the boogeyman? No. 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 I'm saying I'm praising Top Gun. It didn't have a bad guy, and I still gave it a nine. Who the boogeyman? I still gave it a nine. All right. Do you know what that film? That film was begging for. That film was begging for Keanu Reeves. 
He was just a little bit too young, probably. Yeah, at the little time. Top Gun, little young. Yes, yes if, he would have been great oh in God. Top Gun. Can you imagine if he was w- the Wolf or Wolfman or whatever? Like, but he would have been perfect, right? Yeah, like the ice cold stairs. I would have been there for it. Hey, you're not a good guy. I don't like you. What about what about Dolph Lundgren as like another country's airman? <laughs> oh, then then <laughs> Dex gives it a ten. Thing, huh? You see that it gets a ten from Declan. So, wait, so it what, would have been Russian. So Dex, let me just get this straight. Okay, <laughs> so what you're saying is if if they had shown even for ten seconds Dolph Lundgren flying flying an enemy MIG ten. You would have given this an 8 or a 9 or a 10. 100%. I just, there's no question 100%. about that. This, he's not missing words. Like, Dex is not confused as to why this did not get a 10. Oh, from him. that's amazing. All right. So, uh, so that's, that's Top Gun. That's the first time that Dex and I have ever watched Top Gun. And I believe it's Declan's turn to pick mm-hmm. the next action movie here. All right. So we are going to stick in the 80s. Love it. We are going to go with a, a a Goff family classic, and I'm actually really kicking myself that I, I didn't pick this earlier. It's technically a sequel. We have not reviewed the original, but I, I think it. I think the second one plays more into what we want to do here on Action Movie Rewind. So we are going to go to 1981, runtime in 96 minutes. We're going with Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Wow. Mad Max 2. I have never seen any of these Mad Max movies. Really? The Road Warrior? The Road Warrior. I, you don't have to see the first one I really to, to get the second one. And if, and if you really want to, I can give you the quick like, analysis of what the first one is. But it really has nothing to do with too much of the second one. How about we, we can do our own homework on the first one. Uh, if we, I might watch the first one just to get a feel for it. Okay. But um, and, and that one's also like 90 minutes, so both of okay. them are, are, are quick. Mad Max 2, The Mel Road Gibson. Warrior for next week. That's early Mel Gibson right yeah. there. 81, okay, cool. 81, awesome. 96 minutes. Nice. All right, there it is. You! You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. Oh, you can be mine. Yeah! 